0: Hello and welcome to Series Three, Episode Four of Dad Educates Daughter. I'm Dad Russell, and this is my daughter Rebecca. Hello.
1: Hello, Dad. You all right?
0: Yes. So you had a um a bit of an interesting week, I'd say. This week. Hmm. Do you agree? I agree. Okay.
1: So yeah. just to
0: remind everyone. Who You Had, so Six Bands, The Jesus and Mary Chain, The Mission, The Real Thing, Cutting Crew, Double, and Berlin.
1: Yes, and I'd never heard of any of those.
0: Never heard of any of those, but I'm sure you'd heard of a few of the songs.
1: I had, which was quite nice. To actually recognise some.
0: So did you recognise them from before you, as in from the title that I sent you, or just from the listening?
1: From the listening this week. I didn't Uh recognise. But I think because I didn't have a clue on any of the bands, I didn't put anything together. Uh Like No songs came into my head when looking at the songs. So when I played them, it was a nice little surprise.
0: Okay. So... How many number ones, if any?
1: I've gone with three. Three? But that might be pushing it, you know.
0: So who's your three?
1: So my three are... There's one from... Where is it?
2: Where's that song gone that I wrote?
1: Ah, by the end. One from Berlin take my breath away yeah i think that's one but most like because it was in a film so i think that's why it might have been released oh was it okay oh well, i know it from one and then i've gone for um real thing having two maybe okay
0: hmm. who do you think they are
1: um, so I think their first two songs that you gave me, You To Me Are Everything okay. and Can't Get By Without You, so I think they may have been
2: big ones. But I'm not 100% sure. It'd be nice. Okay, we will find out.
0: So let's talk music. Yes. Let's talk The Jesus and Mary chain, who you obviously haven't given as a number one.
1: No.
2: So, explain Um, yourself. Last
1: week, when you said there wasn't going to be a good week, I thought you were overreacting. Then I started with these. I mean, the name is kind of like, right, okay, what's this going to be? And then I listened and it's rock, isn't it? I just don't get rock music at all. These songs are very depressing, I think, as well. And when I was watching the videos, I mean, the videos that they've got, they're just kind of live performances with a few graphics in them. None of the videos were really like a video, I'd say. So they were all quite the same. And the songs were quite similar to one another as well but i i was watching them on youtube to like look at the videos and reverence for some reason i just decided to scroll down and look at the comments just to see if anyone actually because i'm quite far in by the time i get to reverence so i was like does anyone actually enjoy this and there's people on now, absolutely loving it, saying this is the best type of music and this is what music's all about. And, yeah, I'm just, I don't get it. I don't think I'll ever get it. So, yeah, me, me and rock really don't get on. But, we you know, we, we've got that anyway. We know that. Um, but it, the one good thing is it's not in-your-face rock. But the only thing I like, didn't like was the vocals sounded like, not robotic, but you could tell that maybe the vocals have been edited in some way, maybe. And I want to know, because I didn't really understand all the lyrics, because of the name, is there any link to religion?
0: I will explain the blame, the, the blame, the name. <laughs> However, firstly, I just want to say they had... The joint most top 10 singles.
1: Yeah, but they have also, compared to the other bands that I've got this week, they've got a lot of songs. Like, there are other bands this week that haven't got many songs that were more up my street.
2: Okay. So,
0: The Jesus and Mary Chain. Mm-hmm. So they were or are Jim Reed on vocals. William Reed on guitar. Douglas Hart on bass. Bobby Gillespie on drums. And Dave Evans on guitar. However, Bobby Gillespie left in 1986 and was replaced on drums with Richard Thomas. Altogether, however... There has been twenty two members with, with wait for this, twelve different drummers alone. That's so mainly the drummers that have changed. And as I say, the main the, when they started it was Bobby Gillespie, and then the main one during their peak, I would say was Richard Thomas. But yeah, they've had um, twelve altogether. Um, brothers Jim and William. Are the only members who have been ever present in the band? Okay. Okay, so that band lineup I just gave you is probably the, the most successful National. lineup. Okay. So they were formed in 1983. Any ideas what nationality? Mm,
1: I wanted to go for American. I can't see these being
0: British. Okay, East Kilbride, Scotland.
1: Oh, okay.
0: And they are an alternative rock, indie rock band. Mm,
1: okay, so rock.
0: So, brothers Jim and William were inspired to form a band after being influenced by the British punk scene in 1977. So they were inspired by Pink Floyd, Susie and the Banshees, and the Monkeys, Ooh. amongst others.
1: Monkeys. Why do I know the Monkeys?
0: No. Hey, hey, we're monkeys.
1: Oh yeah, but do you know what I was thinking of? No. I was thinking of the gorillas. So, oh. Yeah. <laughs> wrong, wrong, wrong decades.
0: Um, so they were originally called the Poppy Seeds
1: okay carry on yeah
0: we all know about poppy seeds and what that makes um and then they were called death of joey what a catchy what a catchy band name that is
2: not at all (laughs)
0: um before settling on the jesus and mary chain with some fans saying the name derived from a breakfast cereal packet where customers could send off for a gold Jesus and Mary chain.
1: Okay, so it doesn't go that deep.
0: No. So it's just an offer from the back of a breakfast cereal for a gold at chain least that's and more, Jesus and Mary.
1: At least that's more PG than Death of Joey or Poppy Seeds, because Poppy yeah. Seeds have a deeper meaning. Like you've, said and deaf joey's is kind of like well, it's a bit morbid so at least this when you know the background of it it's just yeah. like right so
0: the jesus and mary chain
1: yeah like quite literal
0: yeah so the brothers started recording and sending demos to record companies in 1983 and recruited douglas hart on bass and murray dalgleish on drums Although by nineteen eighty-four, Dal Gleish left after a dispute over money and was replaced with Bobby Gillespie. So that's already one drummer that we've changed already. Plus, we know Gillespie was then changed for Thomas. So Yeah. yeah. I feel like um, drummers
1: are like the heart of a rock band, aren't
0: they? Yeah. So um Bobby Gillespie had actually formed Primal Scream, the band two years earlier. Okay. Bob left that and joined. Joined um, the Jesus and Mary chain. So their early demos were said to have a similarity to the Ramones. So the band moved to Fulham in London in November 1984. After failing to generate any interest from concert promoters and record labels in Scotland. So they just fell on sea in Scotland. They... They weren't they needed to go to the bigger lights mm.
2: out yeah. south,
0: where obviously at that time is where it was all happening
1: mm. Scotland, I feel, have a certain sound,
0: yeah, so while in London, Bobby Gillespie, um who obviously knew people in the business from primal scream, I would guess, mm. so yeah. he handed a demo to fellow Scott Alan McGee. Of Creation Records, who obviously liked what he uh, heard because he signed them up, and they okay. recorded their debut single "Upside Down," which they released in November '84. And by February '85, it was number one in the UK indie chart.
1: Okay. oh hang on. You didn't say how many number ones I've listened to this week.
0: Yeah, I did no. Oh, sorry. You listen to two. I feel like
1: these are going to have one. i be really annoyed if they do. So
0: know. the success led to the band being signed by WEA subsidiary Blanco Negro Records That's and saw their cool. second single, Never Understand, reach number 47 in the UK chart. Oh,
1: so okay. Just outside. Okay. Yeah, I'll
0: take that. So then, then in December, so na- one, that's yeah. obviously now why they're, they're now... So under creation records, they were mainly in the indie chart, and yes, they got number one. Uh-huh. And now they're looking at mainstream chart. They were a the bigger label, so they can be promoted better. Yeah. So in September 1986, the band parted with manager Alan McGee and then got together with Jeff Travis um who was a former Rough Trade Records owner. And now he was at Blanco Winegro, which is obviously the group the, the record label that they've now signed to. So they were with Alan McGee, who was the old record label they were with. He obviously still was manager of them while they were initially signed. Signed up to Blanco Y Negro, yeah, and yeah. then he's left, and Jeff Travis has come on board, which I suppose makes more sense as that's his record you label. Want, I was
1: going to say you want someone that knows yeah. the record label. If manager. you're if
0: you're sticking with someone, if that's the way they went, is they literally had their manager as the record producer, or you mm. know whatever it is to do with the label. So yeah, so he took over as new manager, and although the band almost split up around this time oh. due to Jim Reed suffering from exhaustion.
1: Is that the vocalist?
0: That's the vocalist, yeah, the, the main, well, it's the two brothers, but I'd say he was obviously one, the main one. Right, okay. um, and then in November 87, while at a gig in Toronto, Canada, they were being heckled all through it by the audience, and Jim Reid thrust the microphone stand towards the crowd and hit one of them on the head. With Jim being arrested and spending the night in jail, he was bailed to attend court the following February. So bear in mind, this is November. Yeah. And um, he was discharged after agreeing to give in £500 to the Salvation Army and apologising to the fans or the family here.
2: Do they? That's just a bit much.
0: Yeah. There's
2: no need for that, is there?
0: Yeah, I suppose it's frustration getting heckled.
2: But use your words.
0: So the band's second album, Darklands, was released during their tour. With one journalist saying it was a definitive blend of light and shade. So make of that what you want.
1: Oh, okay. Right. So we have no idea what they mean. No. Okay.
0: With the album recorded almost entirely by the Reed Brothers themselves, as they replaced live drums with a drum machine. However, they were thrown off an ITV show, The Roxy. When they failed to mime well enough,
1: well, why not just let them sing?
0: Well, I think in the eighties, a lot of there's a lot of mime in. Well, you said that
1: about Top of the Pops, didn't you? Yeah, Mimed on
0: there. So yeah. yeah, they they were singing at the time the single Darkland, so the the lead the the actual um the track with the same name as the album. Okay. So. Interesting, and I'll be honest, I didn't know this. In September 1989, the band provided backing vocals for the Erasure single "Drama." Oh, Oh, yeah.
1: I mean, if it's only backing vocals, you're not going to really notice it. But putting Erasure and these together is a bit—you wouldn't ever put that, would you? They're they're like polar opposites.
0: So the group disbanded in 1999. However, in 2007, Mm -hmm. after Rhino Records had reissued five albums, the band reunited with actress Scarlett Johansson, joining them on stage at the Coachella 2007 Festival in California.
2: This is just weird. Yeah.
0: And their album, Damage and Joy, charted at number 16 in the album chart as recently as 20, yes, as recently as
2: 2017.
1: Let's see. Okay. So, so they like rock. The UK is not usually, we don't really chart rock people nowadays. No. You don't get anywhere if you rock.
0: Now, if you remember at the beginning, I said these had the most top 10 hits. Yeah. Well, joint. So
1: yeah. they
0: had two top 10 singles. Oh, is that it? That's it. And that's the joint oh. top of what you listen oh. to this week. Which
1: means that whoever the other, unless other groups have got one top 10, but then you wouldn't really have just one top 10, it being number one, and not have any other top 10s. These are going to have a number one. I don't want these to have a number
0: one. And they had two top ten albums. 1987's Darklands at number five. Mm-hmm. And 1988's Barbed Wire Kisses at number nine. They also just missed out in 1989 with Automatic at number 11 in the album chart.
1: I just don't understand rock music. So I don't think it's ever going to sit well with me. Like I don't under- But people that listen to it, I don't understand how you can have a connection with that type of music
0: to enjoy it that much okay you you,
1: you're not a rock person either
0: so you don't like these so the jesus and mary chain Yep. here are their charting singles that you listen to so 1986 some candy talking off of an ep okay got to number
1: 13. Okay, that's not bad. The beat gradually builds up on this one. It's quite repetitive, so I didn't realise how rocky they were in this one. It weren't a bad start.
0: 1987, April Skies,
2: number eight.
1: Well, there's our first top ten. Okay, the vocals are quiet in this one. It's got a nice beat to it. I like the sound of this one. This one weren't a bad one. Mm
0: -hmm. So you're happy with that being in the top ten?
1: Yes, out out of all their songs, it's not the worst one that could have there.
0: Not your favourite then, no? No, not
1: my favourite Yeah, no, I've managed to pick a favourite. No one's been that bad.
0: 1987, Happy When It Rains, number 25.
1: All I could think is... Is they don't sound that happy. It's more of an upbeat song, like the because it's rock. I focus on the actual music more than like the lyrics and what's being sung because usually you get your solos and stuff, and that's just in your ears, isn't it? So this one's quite upbeat, but I wouldn't say they're happy. This is what I mean by they got quite a few depressing songs.
0: Okay, so we go on to the song that got them. Kicked off a TV show for miming. I'm not miming well enough. I'm not miming well enough. Um, so 1987, Darklands, number
1: 33. Okay, you know, that one's not that bad. It's got a mellow sound to it. Get back from all the noise in your ears. 1988,
0: Sidewalking, number 30.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. This one, just noise. This this went bad from down here.
0: Nineteen eighty-nine Blues from a gun number thirty-two.
1: Yeah, again. See, British people do not like rock. Again, this one was the most rocky song. It was awful.
0: Okay. We're now moving into the nineties. Nineteen ninety-two Reverence. Number ten.
1: Okay. This was the one that I looked at the comments on YouTube and people were loving it, but I thought it was just depressing. Like, they talk about someone dying. I say they talk about, they sing about someone dying and, and dying themselves, and they say, like, the lyrics... If Jones, ask, it you No, it was about Jesus Christ. They want to be Jesus Christ in this song, which is why I was like, are they religious in any way? But, yeah, they spoke about Jesus Christ dying.
0: 1992, Far Gone Out, number 23.
1: Okay, this one didn't start off so bad. Thought it was something I could get into. And then it picked up and like the solos were just too much. And when you're re-listening to them, like when I'm re-listening, I do it through headphones. Just so I get them different feelings, you know, when you're out and about in a car and then in headphones, it can change the way you hear a song. I didn't like it in years. It, it um, yeah, it was just noise. Okay. Still
0: 1992, almost gold. This was just outside the top 40 at 41.
1: Okay. Now these next three, at push aren't that bad. So almost gold. It's got a good beat to it. Like I can move a bit, you know, gets my head moving, tapping my feet, that type okay. of beat you know i can tolerate
0: it yeah when you say the next three is i'm actually um gonna muck it up because i left off two which i added on i gave you and they actually okay, come yeah. in now so 1994 sometimes always no sorry 1993 screw drive that snake driver yeah. Yeah. Off of the Sound of Speed EP, so Extended Play, Yeah. that got at number 30.
1: Okay. Well, that one was the same tone throughout. You know, you're waiting for, like, the beat to kick in. I was waiting for that, and it never happened. And it just, background noise. Which weren't bad for them, because it meant it weren't all in my face with rock. I was actually waiting for them to do something.
0: So then we got 1994. Sometimes, always that got to number 22.
1: Okay. Well, I listened to this one at the end of these. So it was a it it was a good end. It was a good way to finish. It weren't too much. Right. It was like I kind of thought they moved into a more mellower genre. Moving into I had a feeling that that was. Moving into the 90s, but obviously that was a while ago. But I thought maybe they'd calm down a bit. So now
0: we go to 1998, cracking up number 35.
1: Okay, it's just got a repetitive sound in it. It's quite slow moving, so it's not too in your face. But yeah, I didn't enjoy the repetitive sound. But it weren't bad compared to all the rest.
0: And then lastly, 1998. I love rock and roll. Got to number thirty-eight,
1: and that was my favourite. Mm. It's got more to the song. I can, I can. I feel like if I listen to it again, I could sing to it. It's a bit more uplifting. Bit like it's less depressing compared to their other, the other lyrics. Okay. So yeah.
0: Um, listening to you there, they're not a complete failure. There's actually. It's going to be close, because there's quite a few songs that you actually... um...
1: Be positive about them. It doesn't mean I like them. It's It's rock. It's rock. Remember that.
0: (laughs) We'll move on to The Mission.
1: Yes. Again, rock. And I was like, great, this is how my week's going. Thanks. Um, But these ones are less noise compared to Jesus and the Mary Chain they actually seem to sing about something and they're calmer i feel like they're a soft rock and again they've not really got the well i say again these don't have videos at all like really i think there was like two videos that was it and in those two videos i couldn't really get much from it so i don't have a clue how many people or what they look like really because uh videos were more just their album cover or one of the videos was just kind of like a slideshow of album covers or paparazzi pictures of them. Do you know what I mean? So it's quite hard to gauge what they were about. But sound wise the softer rock okay
2: hmm.
0: So the mission were Wayne Hussey on vocals and guitar. Craig Adams on bass, Simon Hinkler on guitar, and Mick Brown on drums. They were formed in nineteen eighty-six in Leeds, and they are a gothic rock, alternative rock, hard rock band.
2: They're worse than the
1: one before. <laughs> the one before were more in your ears, horrible. <laughs> These are, like, easier to listen to.
0: So I think they're probably more the old... Although I like The Cure, and they're not a rock-in-your-face band, and they are gothic. Mm -mm. Mm.
2: I'm always shocked when you say
1: you like them.
0: So they were formed after Hussey and Adams left the band The Sisters of Mercy... Um, and then were released from their contract at WAA Records. Uh, they prom- promptly uh, recruited Hinkler and Brown and signed a seven album contract deal with Phonogram Records in July
1: 1986. You say seven albums, it's not, have got a lot. But again, mm. these, I've had, there's more. Of these first two bands, I've listened to more songs than the others, like
0: the other four. So, their first album, God's and Own Medicine, reached number 14 in the UK album charts, with single Wasteland hitting the UK top 20. Me? Their second album, Children, Reached number two in the u k. album charts, with oh, the wow. single the lead single from it, Tower of Strength, also hitting the u k top twenty ok. in total, the band have released eleven albums, so more than done their quota that they were signed up for. yeah, um, with six of their albums reaching the top forty in the u k. album chart. Including another Fall from Grace, which got to number 38 in as recent as 2016. So another band that's still, yeah. But Um, also,
1: who's buying them or downloading it? I don't know. know. Like, okay.
0: But that album also made number 12 in the indie UK album chart.
1: So not only did it make
0: number 38 in the national album chart, the the, the official album chart, it also made number 12 in the indie independent album chart.
1: The indie makes sense.
0: So they've had three top 20 singles, two top 10 albums, so 1988's Children, as I said, number two. And then nineteen nineties, carved in or caved in? No, it must be carved. Carved in stone at number seven.
1: Okay.
0: Okay. So there's not much then to really say about the mission, if I'm really honest. And the fact that they never had a top ten single; it was all top twenties. Um, tells you they weren't really mainstream. And the fact that their album. Um, was obviously charted well, but in the indie chart rather than the the main official chart. So their first two singles, which I didn't actually give you, right. did very well in the indie chart. They weren't released or they didn't chart in the UK official chart, and that was 1986. Serpent Kiss got to number two in the indie chart, okay. and then also in 1986, Garden of Delight. That actually got to number 49 in the actual official chart, but it got to number one in the UK indie chart. So that isn't a number one, not classed as, because as I say, it got to number 49, but it got to number one in the indie chart.
1: I wonder why it's charting in both of them. Like in my head, you're either in.
0: Well, no, it obviously got enough sales to, to, to
1: get into obviously, the official
0: I mean, it obviously got to number one in the independent chart, and the rec, the, the sales it, it, um, it got, got was enough to get it into the official record chart. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: It's a bit mad. But, like, independent was, like, See, you know, so yeah. the little people.
0: So then, obviously, on the back of those – they then did go more commercial. They got, they became more commercial. So they we're selling yeah. a hell of a lot more records. Um, and the obviously then getting onto the official chart. So onto the songs that you listen to. 1986, yeah. Stay With Me. That got to number 30.
1: Okay. I like the chorus. It's a catchy chorus. So that was a nice start. Okay.
0: And then 1987, Wasteland, number 11.
1: The video was long, so it had a long intro on the video, and I was like, I don't remember this, so the video changes the whole song for me, but it's got a weird, eerie sound to it. It's very slow-paced, so yeah, i not a big fan. Then you got
0: 1987, Severina, Severina, that got to number 25.
1: Okay, I feel like this has got a deeper meaning. And this is where I was like, okay, they're more about their lyrics and their songs rather than the music, which is why I thought they were a softer rock, but obviously not. So it's a bit on. And in
0: 1988, Tower of Strength, number 12.
2: I didn't like the voice. Creepy.
1: Put me way off. So these, but it's weird, the ones that are, Hitting high, like that Wasteland and Tower of Strength. They're ones that just sound a bit too creepy for my liking.
0: Yeah. Different mould, obviously, the people that um, follow these mm. rock bands. Um, 1988, Beyond the Pale, number 32.
1: Okay, it takes a while to kick in. You're kind of waiting for it. And again, the chorus isn't that bad. I like the chorus.
0: 1990 we're going into now, and Butterfly on a Will, number 12.
1: Okay, this was my favourite.
0: Ah, okay.
1: It was more stripped back, it took the music away. It, it, it was like there was a change in the sound, and I started to think, maybe they're more than just rock. But yeah, then it was just kind of a one-off. But it was my favourite. I
0: liked that one. Okay, well at least it was one of their three top twenty singles. So yeah. Yeah. So number not staying in the nineties, nineteen or staying in the year nineteen ninety, mm-hmm. Deliverance and that got to number twenty seven.
1: See again, creepy sound in it, but a catchy chorus, mm-hmm. and that's where these are a lot different to Jesus and the Mary Chain. They've just mm-hmm. got that something a bit more about their songs.
0: Yeah. Uh, still in 1990, into the blue, number
1: 32. Okay, yeah, the um, music drowned out the vocals. It was just a bit hard to hear anything else going on.
0: Still, believe it or not, 1990, <laughs> hands across the ocean, number 28
1: okay this was another stripped back from the music one and it came in with a strong start i was like oh i like this and then it mellowed out a bit too much
0: 1992 never again got to number
1: 34 this is their worst song it was like it was like screamo this is probably the only song that i'm like is hard rock of theirs like it was just noise It, it was awful Okay. Literally, never again will I listen to that song. Yeah.
0: And then also, nineteen ninety two, like a child again, got to number thirty.
1: Like not much singing in this one, so it was it was more the instrumental, which really isn't up my street.
2: Okay,
0: so the real thing.
2: Yes.
1: Now let's get down to it this so I had no idea who they were didn't have a clue about their songs but when I started listening I recognized you to me at everything from the first beat and I was like my week's just got better this is perfect this is great so I went for a disco pop but then by the end I feel like they were getting more into the dance genre so you know any one of those three but up my street, anyway. I feel like... Now, see, when I wrote this, I didn't remember that I was doing Series 3. So now I'm reading it, I'm like, mm, well, we're in Series 3, so these would have been getting their hits towards the end of the 80s. But I was like, they look like they're in the 70s. They've got bled trousers, bit of sparkle, like, like a disco attire. Like, they're They're just funky. Ooh, it could be a bit of funk in the genre. But, um, yeah, it was just what I needed after the past, too. They're more up my street. You know, that bit more sing-along, catchy songs. So, yeah, I enjoyed these, especially You To Me Are Everything, because I was like, I know this one. So, yeah.
0: And you know sings it. So, there you go. Now I do. Okay, so the real thing are Chris Amu, Dave Smith, Kenny Davis, And Ray Lake. Uh, Kenny Davis actually left and was replaced with Eddie Amu, who is obviously Chris's brother.
1: Oh, okay, Right. So another sibling going on.
0: So they were formed in 1970 in Liverpool. And they are a British soul, British funk, or Brit funk, R&B group.
2: Okay. r and But
1: I'm glad I added funk in there as I was talking.
0: So they signed a deal with EMI and their early singles in 1972 and 73 hadn't borne much success. Um, so not long after Kenny Davis left the group, and the group appeared on Opportunity Knox, which was like a talent show back then, sort of like Britain's Got Talent. Hey,
1: okay. okay, I've heard of Opportunity Knox, and I really yeah. thought it was a game show.
0: So, on the back of that, I mean, they didn't go on and win it or anything, but obviously, it got right. them it got them seen,
1: noticed, yeah. yeah.
0: And they signed to Pie Records as P Y E, not P I E, P Y okay. E. Um, where they supported, amongst others, David Essex on his international tour. Now, David Essex was a big solo mm. well,
1: he did a in the, the 70s. The
0: really and, big I think. Um, yeah. And um, they supported him on his international tour. Okay. After that, Eddie Mo joined the band and they right. finally found chart success with pop soul single New to Me Are Everything. Reaching number twenty nine on the US Billboard Hot One Hundred,
1: that's going to be a number one.
0: With the song getting silver certification, they had chart success in the late seventies. However, in nineteen eighty six, the band enjoyed a chart resurgence uh, with the What's remixing. That? What was well, they they were. A bit like Habba, they had another right, another the film and that, yeah. yeah. They, they just every bit, they, they um they were introduced to a new like order, a new me. audience. Were introduced mm. to them, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Okay. So yeah, so in 1980, so they were from the 70s. You were right in saying that. Oh, but in okay. 1986, the band enjoyed a chart resurgence oh. with the remixing of several of their hits, with "You to Me oh. Are Everything." Spending 12 weeks in the UK chart.
1: That's the number one. So I, yes. it. I don't like remixes, though.
0: So, unfortunately, members Ray Lake and Eddie Amu have both since passed away. Uh, Ray died in 2000 and Eddie in 2018. So, Ray had left the group after personal problems created difficulties in 1991. And he died nine years later, aged just 48.
1: Oh, that's really sad.
0: And then Eddie Amo, the lead singer, he died aged 74 in Australia.
1: Okay. So he ended up residing over there, did he?
0: So Dave and Chris, so Dave Smith and Chris Amo still perform and now have a backing band called real thing um and then on the 28th of january 2022 the duo released their first album in over 40 years
1: and they'll be getting on now won't
0: they well yeah if you think eddie moves 74 74, so yeah
1: who the heck? You just retire and just live your rest of your life, wouldn't you? Yeah, apparently not. Who would be listening to him now?
0: So they had five top ten singles, which obviously yes is more than Jesus and than Jesus and Mary yeah. Chain. However, yeah. obviously, as I'm just talking eighties, yeah, seventies. Oh, okay. Which brings it down. They had one top 30 album with 1986 The Best of The Real Thing, oh, charting okay. at number 24 in the album charts.
1: Okay, so they weren't high charters.
0: No. Not as album. So, i
1: mad that I really know You To Me Are Everything.
0: They're singles. 1976. You To Me Are Everything number one
1: hey see I said that wait is that yep. one of the number ones that I've got this week? it is
0: although it is outside the oh, eighties. eighties but obviously, yeah.
1: okay. well, now the that. reason
0: you listen to these is because obviously they had this resurgence in 1986
1: mm-hmm.
0: you to me are everything oh, yeah. are one of the songs that were remixed and in okay. 1986 it charted at number five
1: not bad not bad Considering it's like a second run-in.
0: 1976, Can't Get By Without You, number two.
1: Oh, okay, I said that would be another number one. All right, but a number yes. two is good. That That's
0: good. And again, in 1986, it was remixed. And in 1986,
1: it got number six. Okay. That one was really catchy. But I feel like it had a heartfelt, I don't know, it was like the mellowness of it. So it weren't mm-hmm. as upbeat as U to Me. But then you to Me, Everything, weren't like a proper disco, like get you moving. But it, it, they just they were just really nice songs, like catchy, sing-along, my type of songs.
0: Yeah. And it's quite interesting because in 1976, You to Me, Everything got to number one. Well, Can't Get By Without You it was just one place behind it at number two. Yeah. Then, ten years later, 1986, You To Me or Everything got to number five. Can't Get By Without You, one place down at number six.
1: Wow. Well, constantly trying to catch it up, isn't it?
0: Yeah. So, moving on. 1977... You'll never know what you're missing. Got to number sixteen. Okay. Now that wasn't remixed or redone, so
1: that one I just found quite slow. Yeah. More of a, like a swaying song. Cool.
0: So then we come to "Can You Feel the Force" nineteen seventy nine, number five.
1: Okay. This one had some futuristic sounds, and because obviously in my head I was like oh they're a bit of 70s but I assumed they weren't because we're doing 80s I thought maybe these are coming to the right end of the 80s and their futuristic sound is showing them move into another decade but no. now I know it's like obviously not but it was very catchy and very upbeat so I enjoyed okay. that also
0: 1979 boogie down get funky now number
1: 33 oh okay see this was straight away my type of music but it was upbeat as i think i had hoped for because of the name and the song but i really thought i was gonna get to boogie but it didn't get to that point oh by the way you to me Are everything is my favorite i didn't say that but yeah just in case you're waiting to hear and
0: then recently or it's over 10 years now, but it's in 2000. 2005. So right. much love to give with the freeloaders. Um, Why do like
1: I know the freeloaders?
0: Nine? I don't know. I don't know them. They're too modern. Mm, that's true.
1: No point asking you. But I didn't then look them up. But the name freeloaders, I'm like.
0: Well, they're obviously a band from... or. Ah, group, band, duo, whatever.
1: And the thing is, I recognize this song a little bit as well.
0: Uh-huh. And I
1: put moved into a new sound, possibly, but okay. it makes sense because it was
0: 2005. So, yeah. Of course. But yeah.
1: So, did I say where it got to? Number five. Number, Number nine.
0: nine. Number, Number nine. nine. Number nine. So that's okay. quite good. For... Yeah. Yeah. When you think how long after, you know, from the early seven mid 70s when they were first uh,
1: even from the 80s when they kind of had a
0: so we'll move on to the cutting crew
1: i've got no crew no (laughs) i didn't mean crew i've got no clue on the genre so i was like okay let's play it safe with new wave but i don't really don't think it will be new wave um, I like the change in instruments. You know, it's not your standard drum and guitar. They've got something else in there. Like, I feel like a not a flute, uh, maybe a flute, but a mouthpiece one. Mm-hmm. Um, got good vocals. Um, I like how the music and the vocals go together. Like it really fits. Yeah. And again, these are actual songs. Like about something. Um, not much about the way they look. They're average men. They like to wear their trousers really high, is all I notice with their
2: shirts tucked in. Okay.
0: So the cutting crew were Nick Van Eed, vocals and keyboards, Martin Frosty Beadle on drums, Colin Farley on bass and kevin mcmichael on guitar they were formed in 1985 in london and they were a pop rock new wave band
2: new wave
0: so while in canada with his band the drivers nick van Eed met kevin mcmichael who was a guitar player for their support band the the um fast forward sorry so he played for Fast Forward, right, okay. guitar, and they yeah. were supporting the Drivers, which Nick Van Ede was in. Right, okay. I'm with you. So Nick was so impressed with McMichael that he asked, asked him to form a new band with him. Um, and it wasn't long after that anyway that the Drivers split in 1983. Um, so then Van Eed and McMichael joined forces in 1985. Hence, oh. the formation of the cutting crew was nineteen eighty
1: five,
0: hey. um, and they relocated to London from Canada, where they were. I, I'm thinking they are can Canadian, um, but they we we um, relocated to London. Funny enough, yeah. the same as um, Jesus yeah. and the, the Jesus and Mary Chain.
1: Yeah,
0: and they made two demos. Which led to a recording contract before bassist Colin Farley and drummer Martin Beadle joined the group in 1986. Okay, so they'd already done the, the the groundwork before yeah. the others joined.
1: So actually, joined them. Yeah.
0: yeah. So it's actually Cutting Crew's debut single, "I Just Died in Your Arms," which gave Virgin Records its first hit in the us when the single hit number one in the billboard hot 100 chart so the single also made number one in canada norway and finland uh, the song was written by nick van Ede and also made the top five in south africa ireland sweden and switzerland Oh and, wow! Um, so that song was really. Cool it was now. at that time where you we, we were getting a lot of power ballads. What mm-hmm. power ballads? What do you want to say? And I would definitely say that. Um, I just, I just died. New On Start is is up there with the, with the, the ballads. Oh ballad. uh, yeah! Now
1: you've said
0: that. Yeah, the ballad. Yeah. So um, after their second single, one for the Mockingbird. Um. That Which song was a commercial disappointment in okay. comparison on both sides. I mean, sides it's quite hard
1: to follow suit, I guess. Well,
0: yeah. So on both sides of the Atlantic, it charted at number fifty-two in the UK chart and number thirty-eight in the Billboard Top One Hundred Hot One Hundred. Now, any other band would be really, you know, we've made the top one hundred in the mm. US. Yeah, obviously for them, because they'd had a number
1: one, yeah, the
0: number 38 sort of as your second single just paled insignificant, I suppose. Yeah, um, if it was was the other way around, yeah, 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 exactly. Um, and that's hence the disappointment. And it also only got to number 29 in the actual US mainstream rock chart as well.
1: So, okay, and that says
0: although a lot of people it, although like to get you in. Struggle in the Because as I said before, not everyone in America likes the same music. You'll go from one state that's country and western to another state that's rock mm. to another state that's completely different again. So yeah. I suppose the good thing for that track, although it wasn't seen as a commercial success, is it did get to number 29 in the US mainstream rock chart.
1: Um, like I say, it's hard, uh, it's not hard to get in your rock charts. I feel like even people that aren't rock hit no. in rock charts and rock hall of fames and stuff. So that's weird that they didn't hit in
0: the rock chart. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Uh, so the band then took a chance with releasing a third single from their debut album, Broadcast, which i've been in love before with with, sorry i've been in love before spending three weeks in the uk top 40 however in the us it had greater success hitting number nine in the billboard hot 100 and number two in the us adult contemporary chart right that's a new
1: one adult contemporary yeah
0: um, this led to a re-release in the UK where the single charted higher and spending five weeks in the UK top 100 chart or top 40 chart. However, it was a flop throughout the most, the rest of Europe, or at least the majority of Europe, although it did peak at number eight in Canada, which is, as I that I think that's where they've won. I didn't actually. I was meant to have a look at their background when I, sh- they moved, and I I didn't. But the, the even the name Van E tells me it's you know
2: mm.
0: it's um, if he's not Dutch, it's obviously yeah the uh, the Canadian links. A lot of French and Dutch art. I'd assume
1: Canadian, that definitely.
0: So yeah, he got to number eight in Canada and saw Cutting Crew receive a Grammy nomination. Best new artist in 1987, uh, nineteen eighty seven. Yeah,
1: nineteen eighty
0: seven. Okay. So although their singles weren't weren't ever getting to the heights that um, "I Just Died in Your Arms Tonight" did, mm. they were still relatively successful. Yeah, the they, they were.
1: Yeah, and they were known as well because of how well "I Just Died in Your yeah. Arms" it's They would have got. Success from that yeah. to be able to at least get their name out there, which obviously then helped them in these other charts.
0: So unfortunately, their next two albums didn't really hit the same commercial success as their first, although the single Everything But My Pride did peak at number four in the adult contemporary charts in the US. So it's that adult contemporary again. Um, and their third album. Uh, which was recorded in Cookham in Berkshire, England.
1: Yeah, I
0: know. With just Eed and Michael, after Farley and Beadle had left the band in 1991. Oh, okay.
1: So quite. Oh no, not even a while after 1991. Was early ninety. Yep. Carry on. And
0: then by 1993, the band broke up shortly okay. after the release of the third album. Uh, okay. Kevin okay. McMichael died on the 31st of December 2002 from lung cancer in Canada. Again, it's that Canadian. Mm. Um so in a sense there's only there was only two members by the time they disbanded, which was Kevin McMichael and um oh. Nick Van Eed.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And now unfortunately Kevin McMichael is has passed away. Yeah so in 2003 and this is this is a weird one so van Eed formed a new group and he called them the grinning souls right and in 2005 they released an album called capture now it didn't do that great the following year van Eed took the decision to re-release the album however this time instead of it being called capture the album got called grinning souls right that's a bit confusing it is because that was the band's name so it's just a yeah. self-titled yeah, album. Yeah, yeah, however he also credited the work to the cutting crew so now it's cutting crew grinning souls album Rather than okay. Grinning Souls, album of Grinning Souls. Do
1: you think he did like it? Or death the death?
0: fact that it originally was called... Um, Capture. Well, the the album was called Capture, yeah. So the, the group was called Grinning Souls. Mm. So he's he's left Cat and Crew, or Cat and Crew have disbanded. Um, the only person that was still in the group when they disbanded has, has already passed away. Well, was passed since passed away. Yeah. He yeah. then forms another group, doesn't obviously get the best of success, re-releases the album, but changes the album's name to the old group name.
1: Maybe he was trying and
0: to now will probably yeah gets changed to cut and quit.
1: Do you think he was trying to get like um royalties? No. Like exposure by using their name. Like maybe the fans
0: would come back and yeah uh, maybe I don't you know unfortunately it's one of those things you don't know what's behind the the change
2: yeah, uh, yeah. so Cutting Crew
0: had one top ten single that was pretty much it about them so okay. 1986 I Just Died in Your
2: Arms got to number Four. Oh,
1: is that it? That's it. Okay. Well, that was a great song. Um, To be fair, I didn't say it as a number one because Cutting Crew only had two songs. And right. I did think, it like, it with them having two songs, if they had a number one, they'd have more off the back of it. But then when right. you were talking about it, I nearly went, oh, this one could be a number one. But especially because you were saying there was a number one in so many countries... But, I mean, I'll take number four. That's very high. Um, like I said, I recognised it. It was very sing-along and catchy. And In
0: 1986, I've Been In Love Before got to number 24.
1: Okay. It weren't as great as I Just Died In Your Arms. I feel like there was no change, you know, to show the difference between the chorus and the verses. And I yeah. think that's what it lacked. It just needed a bit of that.
0: Sure. So, yeah, so that that was cutting crew pretty much. Okay. So we will move on to double,
1: yeah. Um, yeah, I only had one song. I have no clue what drama, what drama, what genre they are. So you gave me the Captain of their Heart, and I did go on spot because when I was on YouTube, the only thing that would come up for them was the Captain of their Heart, So I was like, oh my God, and these are these like that band I had a few weeks ago where, I was like, I couldn't find anything else, and that's because that was all they produced. But I went on Spotify, and they just had, like, this, how, the album that this was on, and another single, and, the, like, I listened to a couple, and there was just no pattern in the sound, so you can kind of get why this is their only hit. The others didn't bring much to the table. Thanks. Right. Where do you think they're from? Oh. I don't know. Didn't think I didn't think about where anyone was from this week. Okay. Um, yeah, no idea.
0: Okay. So double were Felix Ork or Hague keyboards mm. and drums, and Kurt Malou on vocals and guitar. They were formed in 1983 in Zurich, Switzerland, and they are a pop rock band.
2: Mm, I didn't get that for them.
0: At all, there you go. So, the duo were originally in the band Ping Pong, uh, which was formed in 1981 and had some early successes with the single Rhythm Walk, and also recorded some never release tracks due to some legal reasons, um, which they recorded with Phil Manzanera of Roxy Music.
2: Okay. Ping
0: Pong made several appearances around european music festivals before disbanding so then the duo released a few singles naningo Rangon moon and woman of the world before releasing their debut album blue that's the one album
1: that this is on uh, in
0: 1985 which lead single the captain of my heart became an international smash hit, uh, hitting, yes, number, hitting number 16 in the US at a Billboard Hot 100 chart, as well as hitting the top 10 in Italy, number three, France, number nine, and Norway, number nine. What? Although, strangely, weirdly, what do you want to say? It only made number 11 in their home country of Switzerland.
1: country didn't back them, did
0: they? Yeah. So their follow-up album, Double, with a three instead of a B, followed in 1987, and despite including the acclaimed single Devil's Ball, the album failed to reach the success of its predecessor and the duo began work on a third album.
1: What, they carried on?
0: Yep, yeah, but okay. split up in 1989 due to musical differences. So they started work on a third album, but didn't finish right.
1: right, okay.
0: And then during the late 1990s, the pair reunited in Cologne, Germany, to okay. record nine new tracks. What, are
1: well, you going to say nine new albums then? No, no, no
0: although the uh, the duo were happy with the results, the project was actually postponed until two thousand and three when the pair returned to the project. so That's quite a while in between um when they started it to uh, when they actually finished it.
2: However, Felix
0: Horg, Hague Horg, HAUG he died following a heart attack on the 1st of May 2004 so the tracks from their sessions were then remixed and included in Malu's 2006 album ha- Loopy Avenue so this album that they started in 1989 eventually got recorded and released in 2004 through just one of the singers because the other one had sadly left us can't really do much no so they had one top 10 single and as you only listen to one really obvious that um 1985's Captain of the Heart got in the top ten. It's just, where did it get? Yeah. And it is number eight.
1: Oh, good guess. <laughs> um, well, it's one of those songs. It's not boring when I say this, but you can fall asleep to it. It's like a lullaby.
2: Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> it's got that mellow, calmness to it. But, yeah, like I say, when I listen to some others off of the same album, I didn't Mm. get any of the same feelings or anything. Uh,
0: Okay. Swiftly moving on then. Berlin.
1: Last group.
0: Last group this week. Yes. Berlin.
1: So I've gone for synth pop slash rock for their genre. Okay. They seem to think about actual topics, but then I might have just thought that from one song or thought that on the video. Their videos are quite literal, basically. So, sex, I'm a, there's this man and there's this, I need to word this, but there's a doll. He's not doing anything to the doll, but it's like he's singing to the doll, but it's more like a mannequin, if that makes sense. Uh-huh. Um, no more words. It's about gun crime. Like, at the beginning, it talks about gun crime in America. Like, it, there's a text. And then it's all about gun crime and it's about how they've got no no words to describe it and blah, blah, blah. So I thought their songs are actually about topics. The woman has got such a powerful voice. Like, i really liked her voice. And this was the most, when I say 80s sounding, you know, what I always think about, um, of this week. Um, I think they're a duet, maybe. Um, And towards the end... They started to look a bit more like rock stars. And I really like her two-tone hair. It's got, like, blonde and black. It's really nice. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there was a few songs, five, six, um, but there weren't much to talk about with them. Take My Breath Away was in a film. You said it's in two.
0: But it's in two, I mean, yes.
1: I know It's in Top Gun. Okay. I think, but I don't have a clue on the other one. But yeah. Um, Yeah, apart from that, you know, it was a nice end to the week, not going to lie.
0: Okay, so Berlin were John Crawford, songwriter and bass, David Diamond, guitar, Rob Brill on drums, Matt Reed on synthesizer, Terry Nunn on vocals, and then Rick Olson was brought in as. Lead guitar for the 1982 album, Pleasure Victim. But from what can work Honestly, out, he didn't do any other work. So not month. a duet. So they were formed in 1978. Now, where do you reckon
1: they're from? Well, I want to say America. With them having mm. a talk about the gun crime.
0: Okay, so yes, Los Angeles, California. And they are a synth pop new wave band. I've got the synth? But it's not rock.
1: They look like rock stars towards the end, though.
0: So the band were formed out of John Crawford's rock band, Toys, who were formed in 1976 and after a few shows changed their name to Berlin. You know their
1: name until... I really thought about the gun crime and obviously that being a big thing in America, even today. I thought that they might be German because of Berlin and they've also got oh. a song about Berlin.
0: Hang on then. So um, they changed their name to Berlin and they changed the line up several times, even having Tony Childs as lead singer before Terry Nunn joined the band. Oh. Now, despite the name, the band has no connection with the capital of Germany of the same name, Berlin. Um, and the band are actually inspired by keyboard orientated groups, Kraftwerk, Devo, Sparks, and the Screamers.
1: Oh. Bear in mind
0: Kraftwerk, I think we'd be hearing
1: Kraftwerk all the way.
0: Yeah. So mm-hmm. is that is that more of a a link to Germany for? than people think
1: maybe or are you reading too much into it (laughs) well maybe
0: after the band's first single a matter of time released in 1979 on renegade records none left the band to pursue an acting career forcing the band to replace her with virginia macalino so the band released its first album Information in 1980. However, the band struggled to find a mainstream record contract while McCallino was lead vocalist. And as their manager said, who was Perry Watts Russell, that he explained, "Unfortunately, the record labels that had shown interest in December 1979 when Terry Nunn was the lead vocalist, were no longer interested and Berlin effectively split up with John Crawford forming another band, Fahrenheit, where he was lead singer. And you know about Fahrenheit? From the Christmas episode. I was like, I
1: recognise that. That was awful though, I didn't like that song.
0: Um, However, John had some songs that he'd written that he thought were better suited for Terry's vocals and asked her if she would be interested to rejoin. And she was. Oh, okay. So in 1980, Berlin signed to independent label Enigma Records where they re sorry, where they released a double A single, "Tell Me Why" and "The Metro," with the single intended as a one-off, as John was still um, focused on new band Fahrenheit and regarded Berlin as a fun side project. Oh. However. In your teeth. Yeah. The single, or the, the double A single, was a success, helping to finance the album Pleasure Victim, which included their first significant hit, the controversial synth driven single Sex I'm uh, which was banned by some rec- radio stations. However, due to the the attention um, the single brought on the band, offers were made from major record labels with Geffen Records eventually signing the band and releasing the album Pleasure Victim Worldwide. So the record label also re-released The Metro, which was obviously one of the... was on the double a side of the uh, original Mm -hmm. and uh, that became a hit with the band appearing at the 1983 u.s festival in southern california okay and then in 1983, the band released their third album love life which the single no more words uh, becoming their first US top forty hit, charting at number twenty three in the Hot Billboard one hundred. That was their
1: first one.
0: That was their first one. Bearing in mind they've been formed since what nineteen seventy eight. Yeah. Well, if you go back to Toys, nineteen seventy six. But as yeah. far as Berlin goes, nineteen seventy eight. Although it was a is a is a continuation. It's just a name change and obviously a different lineup. Um, So, yeah. Um, And then in 1986, the band recorded Take My Breath Away, written by the godfather of disco, Giorgio Moroda. Um, The song was on the the, uh, soundtrack of box office hit at the time, Top Gun, starring Tom Cruise. And the song won an Academy Award, or an Oscar, as they're known, for yes. Best Original Song, as well as rele- re- as as well as winning a Golden Globe Award, also for Best Original Song. That's not bad, though. So what other film is it in? The other film it was in was, only had a small, it was, it's a little snippet, but it was in Ocean's Eleven. Uh, I've never seen any of those. Yeah.
1: I hear they're good.
0: Yeah, but yeah.
1: I've never seen any of those.
0: So I, have... I mean, not gonna lie, I've not. And I'll be talking. honest. It was a total coincidence. It was on last night, and we watched it.
1: <laughs> I you wouldn't have had and
0: it? And I'd literally not long done my notes for Berlin. So it was and lo and behold, there it was. And I was like, ah. I don't believe that. But I'll have to remember that. <laughs> To be so, fair... It is only a small part. and yeah. um yeah. you heard it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I wonder whether you would have, like, noticed it if you hadn't been, you know, like, thinking about No,
0: it. I don't think you would. Yeah. It's only because it was in my mind because I'd literally just not long that day written the notes. Yeah.
1: But to be fair, I've not seen Top Gun, but I recognise snippets from it, and the video for Take My Breath Away is, like, snippets of the film. That's the only reason yeah. I know it's in there. But like I know the song.
0: Mm-hmm. So um, the band disbanded in 1987 after the lack of success in the fourth album, Count Three and Pray. Although it included Take My Breath Away on the track listings.
1: And it didn't push
0: it. Didn't really push it, no. Oh,
1: okay.
0: And then in 2004, Berlin were featured on the VH1 show, Bands Reunited,
1: oh, where the band one.
0: agreed to reunite and played one show at the Roxy in California. Okay. To a sold-out crowd.
2: So they were, like, big enough?
0: yeah. Mm.
1: They may
0: not have got the hit, but they had the fans. So yeah. So then in July 2013, it was announced a new album, Animal, would be released with lead single It's the Way in August 2016. And that was announced by nun herself. Um saying that Diamond, Crawford Diamond and herself had been writing new material. Planning a tour and a new album, although nothing ever did materialise
2: oh, okay. until,
0: That's... oh, go on, twenty nineteen. Oh wow! With the release of Transcendence. So not Animal, as they first said, or okay. she said. So it's since been reported that Berlin were among hundreds of artists whose material were lost in the two thousand eight. Universal Studios fire. So the fire was in a vault. Loads to about of this. masters. Yeah, like the that that in the it's the, the, the really masters. Mm-hmm. Um, although Vinnie Vero of Cherry Red, who specialise in reissues, Vero has observed that Berlin's albums masters are safe and sound. Because Cherry Red specialise in reissues, and to do a reissue, you obviously need to have the mask.
1: But, so how were they involved in the fire, but they're fine? Were they recovered well, fine or were that's, they not ever that,
0: there? That's, that's where it's been wrongly reported.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then in 2020, Berlin released their ninth studio album, Strings Attached.
1: Okay. So they're still like going.
0: They're still going, as I say, 2020. So
1: none of these this week have really broken up and all.
0: No. So they've had two top ten singles. Mm-hmm. One top ten, top 40 sorry, album, which was 1987's Count Three and Pray, which got to number 32.
1: Am I gonna be right with the other number one? Because I was right with the first one. I said three. And mm-hmm. one of the ones that I said was a number one. Um, mm-hmm. well, there's
0: only been two.
1: Oh, yeah, there's already been two.
0: Yeah. Oh. All right. No, there's only two number ones. We've only had we've only No, had
1: we've one. only had one. That's what yeah, I'm you, saying.
0: Yeah. I said you three. You said three,
1: yeah. Yeah, I said three. Yeah. So the three songs that I said, one of them has been a number one. Um, one of them hasn't. Take yeah. My Breath Away is the last one that I okay. said and we're waiting for another number one. Am I going to be right?
0: Okay. That's what I was going to say. So, 1982, Sex, I'm A... was never released in the UK, but did get to number four in Canada.
1: Was it banned from the UK, or did it just...
0: I just don't think it... Like like Bruce Hornsby and the Range and others, it just never got over here.
1: Well... You know, I said about them having literal videos. Yeah. The lyrics in this one are very descriptive. Yeah. yeah. Not
2: in a bad way. It weren't like horrible or no. demeaning, but it was just descriptive.
0: Mm-mm. And in 1984, No More Words, not released in the UK but did make number 23 in the Billboard Hot 100.
1: Okay. There's not much body to this one, so I don't, yeah, I don't think they would have hit that way.
2: Like I say, it's a gun crime as well. Uh
0: 1984, Dancing in Berlin, not released in the UK, but it was a hit in New Zealand. Okay. At number 12.
1: Okay, this was my favorite. It's to the point, upbeat, and it's quite a dancey tune. I mm-hmm. liked it, mm, and obviously, like I like "Take My Breath Away," but when I recognise songs, I try and pick one that I don't already recognise because oh. I like the one that I recognise. Regardless, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah.
0: So oh, then we come to
1: nineteen
2: eighty six. Uh huh. No, Berlin. Eh. You said a heart. <laughs> You're funny, aren't you? 1986.
0: Take My Breath Away. Ooh. Was indeed a number one hit. I'd say more from the it film. Yeah, it was that, a good I, song. That's, that's why I film.
1: thought it would be a number one, because I was like, it will be on the back of the film. But it is a classic. It's an amazing song.
0: I bought the soundtrack, and I actually like Danger Zone off of it. Um, I've never
1: seen the film, so I don't know. But yeah, so
0: number one. 1987, You Don't Know. That was number 39. Okay,
1: yeah, I kind of agree with that. It's quite serious sounding compared to the others. It's repetitive, but quite catchy. It's not bad, but yeah, I get the chart. in. And in
0: 1987, Like Flames... Number 47.
1: Really? I thought this one was good. It gets you up and moving. Right. I don't have a clue what they're singing about, but it uh, sounds good.
0: Yeah. Okay. And that brings us to the end. Yes. Of um this week's mm-hmm. Bat Six Bands. So we really now just need to find out whether they were a hit mm-hmm. or they were a miss. How many do you think you're getting? Ah, I definitely think Berlin.
2: I clearly will thing. And
0: oh, I don't know about the others. Oh, wouldn't like to say on the others.
2: All right, and
0: Jesus and Mary Chains probably a no. Mission, i think is a no.
2: <laughs>
0: Could come down to cutting crew who only had two songs i think double would be a no so yeah two with a maybe for cutting crew
2: okay all right
1: well jesus and the mary chain it's rock it's a miss i just can't do it i can't connect to it
0: yeah Although you seem to like a few of the songs.
1: Yeah, I can like the songs, but I just don't connect to them to the point where I probably like, I won't go and listen to them again.
0: Yeah.
1: Like I it's like, yeah, they sounded all right, you know. And I try to be positive as well. I don't want to just be like, it's rock, it's horrible, it's rock, it's horrible. Yeah. But like there's just too much noise. It I just can't I won't automatically be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna listen to this. Fine. Um and it's the same with The Mission. Again, there are songs that I did enjoy, but I'm not going to go back to them. It's just not my cup of tea at all. Like It's great having listened, but it's really not something not that you. I'm going to no. know. Whereas The Real Thing, a hit, thoroughly mm-hmm. enjoyed them. Right up my street, they are.
0: Although I suppose for me, they're more 70s than they are
1: mm. 80s. But yeah, that's
0: true, but they had their re-what's-the-word- Insurgents. Called? Insurgents yeah, in the 1986, mid-80s, oh, and no. hence why they are now, you're now listening to them, because you wouldn't have listened to them. Well,
1: yeah, and I'm glad I have listened to them. They were I did enjoy them. Um, Cutting Crew, they are also a hit.
0: Oh, um, see, I wasn't sure. I did,
1: I did. Yeah, there was only two songs, but when you were talking about them, I was like, ah, oh, I'm gonna dive into them a bit more because you've listed loads of songs, and I didn't really get the chance to explore these like I normally would, maybe, and look at other songs. But the two songs that I had, I did like, so I might explore them a bit more. But they are a hit. Okay. Um, Double are a miss. I couldn't. I didn't really like the one song that I had. And I did, as I say, look at other songs or listen to other songs in the same mm-hmm. album. And none of them really hit with me. They were all a bit here, there and everywhere. Yeah, um, yeah so miss for them. And then Berlin, were a hit. That was a great end to my week, having Berlin. Uh-huh. I really enjoyed them.
2: Okay. Wow. So half
1: and half.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, it's, um, I will happily take three.
1: At the beginning of the week, I thought, that's it, this is going to be like an All Miss week, maybe one hit, depending, because obviously I had, um, Jesus and Mary Chain and then the mission. And I was like, yeah, this is going to be a dreadful week. So, you know, at least there were other redeeming plans in the week.
0: Well, I hate to say it, you've got one more week
2: of rock I just
0: before don't. you really go into the the late 80s, early 90s, well, okay. late 80s pop music before going into the 90s, I suppose, but yeah.
1: I just um, don't connect with We go rock. into the
0: house music and rap music. I
1: oh, suppose. I don't connect with house music either. Yeah. So, yeah. So. I don't understand house music. Okay. Anyway, let's get the rock out of the way. At let's least go. I know where I stand with
2: rock. So, you have got Europe. Okay, never heard of them. Aerosmith. Oh, never no, heard of them. Guns and Roses. Oh, I've never heard of them. <sighs> Dad. Heart. Okay,
1: not heard of them.
2: Deaf Leopard.
1: I mean, that just speaks for itself, doesn't it?
0: Oh, God. Okay. And Poison. Do
1: you know, this is like reliving. Was it series one where I had my four weeks of rock? (laughs) And there was only one good week with Queen.
2: I'm reliving that. You can sit there and
1: smile. You don't have to listen to it.
0: So, um, yeah, it's... uh... You're going in from the 1986 into 1987, and then Poison were actually 1988. So you got you got three uh, three years there of, uh, of. Are
1: there a lot of songs?
0: Um, no, I wouldn't say there is. I don't think maybe Guns and Roses will probably have quite a few. Europe, um, the others are not not. Don't don't think they probably would. Okay. So. so yeah But then the I next The next The next episode Episode 6 Is good So get episode 5 out of the way And look forward to episode 6 And you never know you might like it But you might actually find a rock band you like
1: No I found one That I like Yes. Like Who I liked Kiss, didn't I? Ah uh, yeah. And I liked do we clap yeah, madness. They're a bit rock, aren't they? No. Status
0: quo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you liked that weird one as well. Oh. um oh, I can't think their name now. There was another one. Which were real rock and roll, a bit like Status Quo, um American. Was it uh, I can't think who they were oh. called now. But yeah, but I so have
1: found ones that I liked. Yeah, I liked Black. Did I like Black Sabbath? I Stray Cats, it. wasn't it? You liked? Oh, yeah, maybe. Were, were they the same week as Madness? I feel like they were no, the same week. same
0: week as Status Quo.
1: Then, yeah, probably. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, rings a bell. But yeah, there were, you know, there has been ones that I like. So we can move past that now not gonna like anymore that's enough rock for me and that's not even hard rock i right. think kiss was the hardest out of them all yeah. and that's pushing it
0: well they yeah. were with iron maiden judas priest yeah like, that was an awful a f- and twisted sister and you had acdc with White snake meatloaf oh. foreigner Aria, I, liked meatloaf. I liked meatloaf and i liked
1: meatloaf yeah. i did like meatloaf See, I, I liked a bit of rock. We're done now. You don't need to keep pushing it on me.
0: Okay, and then well, it's not as it's not as it's not as hard rock as Motorhead, Saxon, Alice Cooper, Anthrax, Metallica, and Motley Crue. It's not that bad.
2: That's the right. worst week.
0: So yeah. So that is next week's. As I hey. say, the week after your your. Um, you're back to good. But next week, episode five, you'll have Europe, Aerosmith, Guns N' Roses, Heart, Death Leopard and Poison.
1: I think you should listen as so. well.
2: Yeah. Yeah. All right
1: then, I'll get listening.
0: Okay. I will send those okay. songs off to you. And okay. you never know, you might be surprised.
1: We'll see that.
0: We will. All right. Okay. On that I will say goodbye.
1: All right, Dad.
0: See you, speak to you next week.
1: Bye.
0: Bye.